The Blue and Gray Podcast is brought to you by some well-fed motherfuckers. Shameful plugs. Duh. No. Yeah. And why are there no shameful plugs, Yejun? So I, <laughs> I quit bad eyesight. Uh, wasn't working out. Uh, I'm not really going to go into the reasons or anything, but I will say that I could have handled it way better communication-wise. It's never been my strong suit. I've burned a lot of bridges in my life. And now it's just kind of, I guess that's me. It's like a pattern of behavior where, you know, at this point, I can't deny it's it's me. You know, when it's everyone around you and then you're the one, it's definitely you. So I'll accept full uh, accountability for that. I still like them, like as people. I think they're like musically, they're really great. And I wish them the best. So... That's that's that. Yeah, that's the end of that. Well, I do I do remember when we were playing music before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Cause you, you just remember the 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 guy who was drumming for us, like. I remember at one point we were talking to him and he was, he's talking about a novel he was writing. Do you remember? Do you remember this? Oh yeah. He's talking about this no- novel and it was about like a megalodon or something like a giant prehistoric shark that these people were tracking. And he said he, he started writing it and then it turned into just sort of like a sex novel or something. That involved dolphin erotica. Yeah. Or something it, like it that. Was it was creepy. like, it was like a weird bestiality and everything. And we were kind of like, man, this guy's a little weird. And then he sent uh, via text lyrics to a song he had an idea for. And it was basically about picking up girls and raping them. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that was when you kicked him out of the band, like right then you I were, you were like, get the fuck out of here, man. And like, I thought it was pretty gross. And he always just creepy, but like, yeah, that was like the moment you were like, "This, you're done. I don't ever want to talk to you again." I think, I think I still has have his drum stool or oh. throne. What do they call them? Thrones? Yeah, yeah, drum oh. throne. I think I still have it because he. I and I think it's just my personality. I've recently discovered just within the past couple of weeks, you know, talking with my th- therapist, I'm like a complete head case, like. When I was 19, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder type 1. So that's like the really intense one where you have highs and lows and a mix. And then later in my life, I also got general anxiety disorder. Now I am also (laughs) diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder, which basically means that you like to be alone, that you're like an extremely introverted person, uh, stoic, and you don't express too much emotion or it's like a limited range. I think there's only certain types of people that I'm compatible with as far as maintain having like and maintaining long relationships with. So that one of the things says you can um, schizoids all often only have like one friend. <laughs> hey Sean. <laughs> it's me me for now anyway. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. When I when I read about it, or when we were talking about it, it doesn't really seem like much of a an actual personality disorder. Like, like usually a person a personality disorder or something that's diagnosable is something that like you need to manage. You know what I mean? Or like you need treatment or therapy it's or disruptive. something. It's disruptive. Yeah, but that just was like. That doesn't seem like anything, like, <laughs> at all. And the fact that it has a, a, the the name schizoid in it, like... Yeah, it sounds like... like, like s- sounds like a, like a true crazy person. But it's not. I don't... I mean, I don't... I don't know. I've never... I never very heard innocuous. It yeah. And, yeah. You're just a loner. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I think we, we've covered everything. I'm not doing a whole lot of talking this episode because we have special things today. Uh, one of your friends... Your close friends that you used to be in a band with, Brian Wendell. We recorded one of his songs, and then we have an interview with him as well, just talking about... Well, I haven't actually heard it yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't edited I've it. I've heard it. I was there. I was asking the questions. Yeah, he actually... he, he I made him record one of his songs with us, which you're going to hear um, after the interview. Um, but he also played drums on oh, the, yeah. the well, last song we just did. He did... Uh, Johnson Memorial. Yeah. So he he was the drummer on that. Oh, you know what? I have a shameful plug. We have an entry for uh, the NPR Tiny Desk Concert Series. They have a contest every year. And so we're, we're entering that. We're going to have a video up maybe for the next episode. So it'll be a couple of weeks from the time that this comes out. And he's in that too. Yes. I totally forgot about that. That is a, a shameful plug. But yeah, yeah. When, when, when it gets up there, definitely take a look at it and vote for us. I guess people vote? No. It's There's no just voting. They picked just picked by judges. Well, if you know a judge, you know, tell them to vote for us. I mean, or pick us. I don't pick know. Us. Anyway, that'll be up on our YouTube. Um, so yeah, Brian, um, I sat down and interview with him. So we can just go straight to the song. Right. Thank you. 
recording? You hear that, Sean? He said we're good. We're good. All right, we're done. <laughs> All right, so I guess we just we just heard Jubilee Jenkins makes a difficult decision, written by Brian Wendell, who is sitting here next to me. Hello, Sean. <laughs> Hello, Brian. <laughs> I guess we'll start off talking about the uh, the the song itself. Okay, sounds uh, good. Yeah. So so do you remember when you wrote it? Like when? Uh, so this was a song that, I don't know if, have you talked about Coco Sin on the podcast before? I have. I don't know. I don't know if I talked about the The singularities of the album. Okay. So yeah, just for some, some backstory, Coco Sin was a band that Sean and I were in, uh, with another guy, Zach. And, um, we were sort of working on this album called Singularities. All about like robots and technology and stuff taking over the world basically mm-hmm. um so and it was a, ai a robot opera right yeah so. something like that so this was a song that i wrote i guess i was i guess i had all that stuff in on my brain and it was kind of like you know about someone that was creating all this kind of frivolous stuff for people to consume and was pretty depressed doing it you know sort of like felt like they had to keep going on you know to make everybody else happy it it it's was like, a while ago, right? Yeah. Like six or seven years. I don't know. Maybe even more than that. Probably longer, know, like actually. 10 years yeah, ago, at this maybe? point. But I'm glad that I got a chance to record it with you guys. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun recording it because the the original recording was all Brian. Like it was it was you playing a keyboard. Yeah. And playing drums and everything. And I think it was just keyboard and drums, right? I think it was keyboard and drums. Yeah, there might have been like a couple <laughs> different. I might have switched instruments on the keyboard during the chorus or something like that but I don't know if you did it, it see, I, I think know. it was just one thing yeah. so anyway it was nice to kind of write an arrangement that was guitar bass drums it that's it's always been one of the songs that you wrote that I've stuck in my head all the time like I so it was nice to actually like get down a new version of it yeah yeah do you feel like you connect with Jubilee Jenkins, I do. Yeah, I feel like I, I if 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 I had any kind of success in my life, um, I I am Jubilee Jenkins. But but since uh, but it was kind of like when we any kind of artist is like generally depressed, you know. Like I mean, generally most most like artists seem to be like unhappy. Or I mean, that's why you start creating art is because you're unhappy and it that becomes some sort of outlet for you. So th- I think this a lot of performers and artists would identify with the, that Jubilee Jenkins guy because, you know, like they keep on churning out stuff and if they're successful, people love it and yeah. then they go home and be sad and do heroin or something. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, I guess we should talk about how we met. And actually, we, I, I was thinking about it. Like we went to high school together, but we weren't really friends. No, we knew of each other. Yeah, right? I mean, so, you were on, you ran cross country. Yeah, cross country. I ran cross country. So I think cross country is when I first met you. Uh, yeah, you were two years younger than me, and I was just thinking about. I don't know if it was the first time I met you or or not, but I, I, I there was a radio show at our high school, and uh, I had the radio show directly before you had one. Yeah. And I remember I played a song on there and and you and the other two guys that were doing the show with you were like pretty excited about the song. So I think it was really ironic that fast forward like 10 years from then, right? We were probably yeah. like 16 or 
15 and then in in my late 20s we reconnect randomly right, really right, randomly right. so I was, you want me to tell it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all right so i was in sort of a sort of a joke band and um we somehow managed to con con some people into um booking us for a show where you know they were like you know can we pay you and we were like no like no just but just let us like have an open tab so we proceed to just get annihilated <laughs> um and just make complete fools of ourselves up on stage which is fine i mean we had a good time and all but this band was pl- were you you played before us yeah i think so i can't remember exactly we probably had like the last like the band that i was playing in probably had like they just stuck us like at the end of the night or something when they thought maybe everyone would leave. But anyway, Sean and Zach were playing as Backwards Breathing. And I remember I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't like, I had gone through a period of time in my life where I would be at a party or having a party at my apartment at the time. And like someone would bring an acoustic guitar And just start playing like really bad Bob Marley covers or Dave Matthews band or something. And I don't have a problem with Bob Marley or Dave Matthews bands, but just it would just send me into like a rage. I would just basically (laughs) have to have to just like leave. I couldn't stand this this whole thing. So I sort of was like very anti acoustic guitar. And then I saw Sean up on stage with the loop station and doing with an acoustic guitar, doing all this weird just weird stuff. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I th- I'm pretty sure that I came over to you and was like, uh, we got to do music together yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then what would you, okay. Yeah. So, so let's take it off for my, so, so I'll say, uh, yes, you were very drunk. Uh, <laughs> and I wasn't drinking at the time. So I think both Zach and I were like sober, you know, like, uh-huh. so like the, th- three of you were all <laughs> plastered and you had these crazy cat masks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. These cat masks. Yep. And like, it was like a joke band. And yeah. like, I remember Zach in particular was like super serious about music. Uh-huh. And he was like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> you know? And I remember I gave you, we had just, we just made it like a, yeah. a four or four track EP thing, but none of, I, I did a batch of CDs and none of them finalized. Yeah. So I was just giving out blank CDs. <laughs> no, I was so disappointed <laughs> when I got home. I was like, there's nothing on here. <laughs> and then like through my mind, I was like, I bet he did that to me on purpose. Cause he, <laughs> d- <laughs> Cause he was like, Oh, screw this guy. I'll give him just a blank CD. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I give everyone blank CDs. So, so the, uh, I remember you reached out to, at the time, uh, MySpace was like big yeah. and, uh, it was kind of at the turning point where MySpace was becoming mostly bands, you know, mostly yeah. bands with, uh-huh. and you could put your music up there on there. Um, and I remember you contacted and said you had an idea to do something with one of our songs. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I was like, I remember going to Zach and I was like, oh, you know that guy Brian we met? He wants, he wants to try to do something with one of our songs. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And you did it anyway, right? And, <laughs> yeah, you, and you put it yeah. up on MySpace. And, I, well, and it, was, it was fantastic. He had taken this song, Nothing But Knees was the name of the, so- the Backwards Breathing songs. Maybe we'll play one of those on, on, on this podcast. And you turned it into... Um, 
I just took a piece of it right. and I just looped it and just put, I mean, rapping sort of. It's like a over rap it. ballad. Simple Life. Is that what's called? Nothing is. Nothing is. Yeah. Yeah. Or nothing's yeah, so, nothing so simple as a life taken something something. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. you mentioned like well, like I, slowly I creep like kudzu or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> he's talking about kudzu in a rap song. I don't know. I just it was like awesome. And I remember I think you were at a a show or an open mic night. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, why don't you just get up and do the song? Like I don't so we played. That. So we played. You. I was probably, probably super drunk. Yeah, yeah we yeah. were young. Uh, so we played it, and then we. Ju- I just looped that part in the middle of it, and and you did it, and I think that's when you're like, oh, we should just try to do something, and then that that turned into Coco Sin, and in the beginning yeah. it was a lot more like rapping involved. So remember we were like booked with like hip hop acts for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's one called Poverty Over Riches. With that, they were like really excited about us and wanted us to like be their like backup band because they were just using like CDs at the time. Yeah. So we were booked weirdly that way for a long time, and then all the kind of theatrical stuff just sort of started happening. And it, it built. A, I mean, it sort of. Yeah, it waxed and waned, and and uh, we just kept throwing more ideas into it. And and I mean, that's. I'm sure was our eventual downfall. Was you just start. You know, you take a three piece band with a loop station, and you turn that into a five piece band sometimes with like a violin and a separate bass player and paper mache puppets and a giant 55 gallon drum attached to an old exercise machine with bicycle (laughs) pedals on it that you can spin and grinders are shooting sparks into the air and then you know confetti cannons (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh yeah i think that's why zach left because we i mean also because i was being a tyrant about it but like when we were doing singularities i remember it was like we were thinking about building robot suits with like yeah. drum, like triggers, with MIDI triggers, MIDI inside triggers them. in yeah. them. And we had, it was like all this stuff. And, um, we decided we weren't going to do any shows f- until we got right. the thing finished. And then we had like maybe like six shows leading up to like this fringe festival. Yeah. But Zach just was getting really antsy and he just wanted to play music. Right. And he got offered to be in another band and then the band practiced at the only time we could meet. I, that was, and, and I flipped <laughs> yeah, like Sunday out. Sunday afternoon yeah, or something. Yeah, I flipped out at him. I was like, what the hell, man? And and then he was like, I quit. Yep. <laughs> but so um, that. But we did go back a few times. Yeah, we had a reunion show, which mm-hmm. was fun. Um, and, and we got together and recorded the original concept album, uh, Adventures yeah. in the Badlands. Yeah. Which, luckily, I have saved somewhere because it was hosted on a website that is no more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have it backed up as well somewhere. So yeah, that was pretty much what happened with, uh, Coco Sin was like, but I think it was funny that like in high school, the, the first memory, the only real memory I have of you is you going, Oh, I really like that song. And then 10 years later, not even realizing it was you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we reconnected with, music. I certainly didn't recognize you at all at all. Yeah. So know? it was, it was, it was funny. We reconnected and then it wasn't, it probably wasn't until like a while of playing together that we were like, Oh, you're that guy. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. like yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just a, it's a typical Delaware, you know, story, you know, everybody knows everyone. First question you ask people usually is where did you go to high school? Yeah. I mean, and you know, just you're guaranteed to know someone 
you know, there's like, what is it? Seven steps to Kevin Bacon or something. Oh yeah. Everyone seven, has degree, seven, seven degrees. degrees. Yeah, yeah. In Wilmington, it's like two steps to anyone. Well, so I had this, I had this stupid random moment. So like, uh, I, I went up to my, my sister lives up in the Adirondacks. I think I've probably told you this. You told, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Where it's like, a good story. I, I go up to the Adirondacks and, uh, my sister's boyfriend's in a band. So he has a bunch of uh, music friends up there and she's like, Oh, we're going to go see one of them. So we go and see this guy, uh, in this real backwoodsy bar. Oh my gosh. But, um, but afterwards he comes in and meets me and, and he's like, Oh, here you, you play, you want to come up and play? And I was like, no, no, not, not in this bar. <laughs> and he Too good was, for that bar, Sean. Well, I just, <laughs> I, know. I know it was a lot of like the, the, the song that got the biggest reaction was, a song about masturbating in one of those um, uh, hunting things in trees. What, they, what do they call those <laughs> things? Deer, deer, bird, uh, deer blind? Deer blind or something like that. Yeah. Like it was about yeah. being uh, masturbating there. And everyone <laughs> like got up and like oh crowded them and they were like, yeah. And like you could tell he was like, this is such a stupid song. I can't believe people love it. Uh-huh. Anyway, he um, afterwards I told him that I was, you know, a musician and I was from Wilmington, Delaware. And he goes, oh, do you know Chuck Knott? And I was like, yeah, he he play, I there was a band that my a local band that my wife really liked that we had play our wedding. So Chuck Knott was at my wedding and it was like that was the only Delaware guy he knew. He was yeah. just like, "Here's oh, well, Chuck Knott." And it's like, "I do know that guy." And it made Delaware seem so small and the music scene seems so small that like, of course, the one random person from Delaware he knew I was like yeah yeah he played at my wedding like yeah <laughs> insane Delaware is, is super small so I guess it, it shouldn't have surprised me that we would have reconnected somehow but there's yeah. pl- plenty of other people that I didn't reconnect with so <laughs> <laughs> that you don't want to reconnect with that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah high school was a bad was a bad time for me what I, uh, yeah so I I just actually interestingly enough I uh been having some like problems with my joints and stuff you know like getting feeling like feeling uh like i'm getting old like not that like, like your I, your joints on your body like not my like, knees not, yeah not yeah. marijuana cigarettes. no 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 okay. <laughs> and uh so i i was trying to schedule an appointment online with uh with uh my primary care physician and i and i was looking and i just went there you know i just started going there and they have like the medical history that they took like when, when I first went for my first appointment on there and, uh, one, you know, it's listing like all the various ailments that I've suffered throughout my life. And one of them was depression. And it was like, got counseling in high school, which, which helped. And then the second line was getting out of high school helped even more. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe this is in my, you know, in my history. It's really uh, funny. But yeah, other than like, other than, you know, I had a couple good friends in high school. I I played lacrosse. I, I ran cross country, even though I I don't like running anymore, but you know, running through the woods was probably a good, good relief. And I played, I played music. I played in punk bands uh, with some of our friends, you know, now Mm -hmm. that are still our friends now to this day. And uh, I posed in the drum line and uh, you know, those, I think, you know, those things really, um, you know, kept me going through where I, you know, I just, I did not have a good time in high school other than those oh, things. Yeah, so, I did. I did not yeah. either. I don't think a lot of, I like, I go, go back to it. I think, I think a lot of people who end up being musicians or artists or creative, creative people mm-hmm. 
it tends to stem from some unhappiness because like if uh, when i think of all the like happy people who actually thrived in high school a lot of them didn't have any creative releases which Hmm. you know it was sort of like they were happy with their life so why did why would you why need, need to, to <laughs> why would you need to change anything you know what i yeah. mean and i think when yeah. i when i got into writing and music and everything it was i think satisfying to me because it was like i i was creating something that was something i could escape into that wasn't whatever whatever yeah. high school was i mean i'm sure high school is fine and i just you know you get all your hormones going and everything and you catastrophize everything but yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah i mean i definitely think once i got out of high school i started thriving a lot more so it's weird yeah it's, it's weird. weird how that works out yeah and i'm i'm very glad that i'm i didn't go to high school when there was like facebook and social media and yeah. cameras on in everybody's hands i know like it could have been so much worse you could have never gotten past it you know like you would right. just be yeah, like living all your fuck ups like like captured yeah. for eternity yeah. on the internet Yep. Now we just talk about them and then put them on the internet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is everything, right? Yeah. Thanks for having me, and I look forward to playing drums with you uh, all in the future. Yeah. I guess we didn't even mention that that you play. Oh yeah. <laughs> that like yes, he plays drums and sings on this other song, but there's a, a few other songs that uh, we still have in the can that we're going to be using that he's playing drums on, including our uh, NPR Tiny Desk submission, which we just recorded, and you guys will hear at some point. So anyway, thanks, Brian. Thank you.